Potter City presents 21 Days in God's Presence filled with intense prayers. Date 3rd to 23rd January 2022. And now, Prophet Nana Sometimes your geographical location determines your warfare. That means that your battle and somebody born in America's battle is not the same. I'm going to show you the reason why the Bible commands us to pray. Jesus said, men ought always to pray and never give up. So, Apostle Paul said in the book of Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. And I'm going to show you this thing in connection to what I call altars. I'm going to connect a lot of things and I really want you to open your spirit because it will help you. When you finish, after you hear this prayer, if you don't become prayerful, you will never become prayerful again. For the rest of your life. I'm sure you will be calmer until Jesus comes. I told you yesterday that only physical growth is automatic. All the rest of the other growth, there is an effort you have to put in it. I'm going to open your eye to see the root cause of your battles and show you that, number one, nothing just happens. I've already told you that the spirit realm is the mother of the natural realm. It means that everything in the natural realm comes from the supernatural realm. Hallelujah to Jesus. I want to establish this also before we go that get this thing in your spirit before we get to where we are going that the devil cannot create he can only destroy if you had that revelation it's very easy for you to deal with him the day he creates he will cease to be the devil he can only destroy that means that he can only produce a counterfeit version of the original so satan can never do anything when we say create when you say somebody creates something it means that it has never been there are you getting what i'm talking about so most of the ideas that people make money out of it nobody has ever done it so inventions and things like that are new things like the wright brothers believe that uh, they can fly an aircraft and as a result of that i mean before then everybody the scientists has already told us that because of gravity you can't move in a certain height but he, they discover that there is another law that can overcome gravity. So they discover what is called the law of lift or the law of aerodynamics. That is the law that makes aircraft is able to lift up into the air. Because gravity said that once you jump, some force have to bring you down. So that was a discovery. Are you with me? Now, um, the devil can't do those things. So he's wait to see what God has done. And then you come back and produce a counterfeit version. The geographical word is reciprocal. So the devil produces the reciprocal of what God has done. What that means is that the reciprocal of um, plus is minus. The reciprocal of hot is cold. So the reciprocal of south is north. The reciprocal of east is west. So Coming back to biblical terms, there was no fear until Satan saw faith. So the moment you saw God producing faith, they said, oh, what can I produce as a reciprocal of fear and of faith that becomes fear? So there was no poverty until Satan saw prosperity. Mm. 
Are, are, you, are you with me or you've gone somewhere? So, I want you to get this foundation before we take off. You cannot confront anything you have not identified. It's absolutely impossible. The reason why your, wealth, your warfare is becoming complicated is that some of you don't even know what you are fighting. You have heard about it, you have talked about it, but you don't know the root cause of exactly what you are fighting. Once you have the revelation of what you are dealing with, it's easy to overcome. Amen? That is one of the benefits of the prophetic word. I mean, it gives you an advanced knowledge. So, before you can conquer something, you must identify it. Amen? You cannot conquer an enemy you don't know. If you don't know that this person is your enemy, how do you conquer the person? Hallelujah. Amen? Even if your enemy is laughing, there must be a revelation for you to know that this is an enemy. Are you getting a point now? And all those things have to come from the realms of the spirit. I hope you are with me. Amen. Lift your two hands. I want you to pray a prayer shortly. Ask the Lord to open your understanding. Now listen. Jesus spoke about the ability to sit down in church and hear the word of God. And he said, he compared it in a parable and called it the parable of the sower. And he said that if you don't understand that parable, you will never understand any other parable. That means that the reason Jesus said that is that everything on earth revolves around the principle of seed and harvest. That means that everything is a seed. Everything is a seed. Love is a seed. Hatred is a seed. Slapping is a seed. Stealing is a seed. Gossiping is a seed. Now, everything God created revolves around the principle of seed time and harvest time. So, everything around your life or happening to you is either a seed you are sowing or harvest you are reaping. So, Jesus said that when you come to church, eh, it's like a farmer went to the farm and sow. From the way he explained that agricultural principle, it might be like the farmer sowing and it might be a maize farm. Because he didn't talk about digging. He said he threw the seed. So when you have ever had a little bit of uh, an idea about agriculture, how they plant in the rice farm, you throw it. And if you have witnessed a rice farm, local Ghanaian type, sometimes they even put images of dust just to prevent bears from coming to eat the thing. So part of the thing Jesus said is that when you throw the rice, some will fall on good ground, some will fall on wayside, some fall on rocky ground, some also fall on thorns. And he compared that, when the disciple demanded the explanation of the parable, he compared that to the state of people's heart in church. That the sower went to sow, and he said that, he explained it, it's in Matthew chapter 13 and other gospel, and he said that, um, when you go to Matthew chapter 13, he said that he sparked many parables from verse number three thereabout. He sparked many parables to them, and then he explained the parable that in Matthew, he said that a sower went forth to sow. And when you go to verse four, he said that, and when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. Are you getting it? And, and the fowls came back and devoured. So that is a parable. That means that it's coded. I I say, when you hear a parable, it means that the thing needs, a, it has a meaning or it needs an explanation. It means that it's coded. Are you getting it? If you just read this like this, then it means that you don't even know what he's talking about. Because, because of the coded nature of this parable, the disciples didn't even understand what he's talking about. Why are you saying things like that? So he has to come back and explain it. So he decoded it as he finished explaining the parable. Amen? And so he keeps talking about the fact that 
Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And for it, they sprang up because they had no deepness of heart of earth. That means that there was a stone there, but there was some kind of earth or sand on the stone. Some of the seed fell there. But because uh, once you start growing upwards, you must take root downwards. So when the seed started growing, the root hit the rock. So naturally, they will start dying. Are you getting it? So that's the second stage of the parable. Some fell upon stony places and forfeit sprang up because they have no deepness of earth. They died. Let's see. And when the sun was, was up and was caught, because they had no root, they were what? Withered. Are we together? And some fell among thorns. The thorns is that they grew up, but as they grew up, the thorns choked them, so they died. Now watch this. Keep going. Others fell on what? good ground and brought forth so when you look at them all the first three never bring forth fruit the one that received fruit was the one that fell on good ground so jesus is trying to explain something that not everybody will come to church and stay in church and be blessed that's nothing to do with how many years you have staying in church for 15 years 40 years 10 years does not guarantee a blessing it does not even guarantee a growth. It's determined by your attitude. But others fell on good ground and brought forth. If you look at the one that fell on the wayside, the one that fell on thorns, and the one that fell on the rocky ground, none of them brought forth fruit. Some 160 and then 30. Okay, let's keep going. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. It means it's coded. Because everybody there has ears. Even those who are deaf, he has healed them. So which years is he talking about? It might not be this natural year. There's another year Jesus is talking about. We'll talk about that later. Are you alive? So Jesus told them that being in church for five years, ten years, does not guarantee a blessing. That is what you do. Now, let's keep going. Now, watch it. And the disciples came and said to him, Why speaketh thou unto them in parables? Now, he was not even talking to the disciples. He was talking to the multitude who was following him to listen. And the disciples said, Why are you speaking to them in parables? Because they themselves realized that. I'm sure they themselves they didn't understand. And the rest of the people, their faces showed that they don't understand what Jesus is talking about. So, Jesus told them that. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries. So the word mystery means that the whole thing he said is, is coded. It means that you need the revelation to understand. The whole thing is coded. A coded phone cannot be used unless it's decoded. So that means that the phone is with you all right, but they use a system to lock it. Hmm? A coded door cannot give you an entry point. You can get to the door, but you cannot enter. Because some doors, you don't need a lock. You need numbers. Combine numbers to open them. Some safe, you need combined numbers. So once something is coded, it must be decoded before it can be used. Now, when a spiritual thing is coded, it cannot benefit you. I'm speaking. It does not matter your title and whatever it is. So once the thing is coded, it cannot that is why walking with God, you need revelation. What do you mean by revelation? Revelation is simple. The simple definition of revelation is what you hear from God. Are you alive? So when God speaks and you hear you are in revelation, what do you mean by that? 
So revelation is not synonymous to knowledge. Acquiring knowledge does not mean you are walking in revelation. Acquiring knowledge is what is called what you hear from man. And another name for that is information. So you can receive information. That does not mean you are walking in revelation. So what you hear from man is information. What you hear from God is revelation. Revelation is what birth faith. So once you reveal, it is easy to believe. That is why I told you one day, I said that faith does not only come by hearing and hearing the word of God. <laughs> it is one way faith can come by primarily. Faith also comes by hearing from God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So I preach the word of God. You pick, you can have faith. But one of the fastest ways to get faith is to hear from God direct. So you see, the reason why somebody didn't have unbelief in building an ocean liner for 100 years to carry two kinds of what God has created is that he heard from God direct. What is the benefit of that? What is the difference between somebody reading to understand or getting faith and somebody hearing from God direct? The difference is that you can't hear God and doubt him. So, if the thing is called that Jesus immediately said that because it is given to you, know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I told you that a parable is a heavenly language with earthly meaning. So he told them that it is given to you know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it is not given. What is the difference? It is given to those walking by the Holy Spirit to, to get the decoding numbers of the things that God wants to reveal. But walking in carnality, you can't get it. This is the benefit of spirituality in the kingdom. Watch this. Huh? For whosoever have to him, it shall be given. Why? Because when they sow, they have a harvest. And he shall have more abundance. But whosoever have not from him, it shall be taken away. Why? Because they didn't benefit from the seed. Now, I want you to get something. The same land, the same farmer, the same seed, different results. Based on the condition and the circumstance of where the seed fell. Now let's get the explanation of the parable. <laughs> Therefore, speak I to them in parable because they see, see not and they hear and hear not. That means that they come to church, we preach, they sit down, two hours, one hour listening, but they didn't hear anything. And that is why people can be in church for five years, their life has not changed. That is why somebody can be in church for 10 years, he's still living in sin. Today, may the Lord shift something inside of you. That is why people can be in church for years, they will never be givers. They will even attack those who give. It's all in this parable. So being in church does not mean you are growing automatically. That's why I told you that. Only physical growth is automatic. Nothing. The rest of all the growth is not automatic. Mm -hmm. You don't get revelation from the kitchen. Watch this. And hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Every one of the verses is a message. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. That says, by hearing he shall hear and shall not understand. And he shall see and shall not perceive. 
are. For this people's heart is was cross. So the whole reason for the stony ground, the wayside, the thorns, and the good ground is the state of the heart. Isaiah prophesied, this people's heart is was cross. And their ears are door of hearing. Break it down and give me the New Living Translation. We'll come back to King James. And let's see. For the heart of these people are hardened. So if I say what's gross, you understand. The reason the word of God does not benefit you is a hardened heart. People can come to church if you preach. Instead of them repenting, they get offended. The devil is behind it. Who hardens people's heart? Satan. How does he do it? By deception. It means that what's supposed to because Paul wrote to Timothy and said that all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and they are profitable for doctrine, for correction, for, for rebuke and for instruction. So when the word of God is preached, it cannot be out of those contexts. It either came to correct you, come to rebuke you, Doctrine is another word for teaching. That means as soon as every time the word of God should come and then you get excited, sometimes it must come to rebuke you. What is rebuke? You are doing something God doesn't like. What is correcting? You are in a path, but it's a wrong path. So God is correcting. Now, if your heart is hardened, you cannot get the word of God. You even resent the vessel God is using to correct you. Solomon said that rebuke the scorner and he will hate you. It means that the cardinal son of a fool is that he hates correction. Mm. Now to the next verse. Mm-hmm. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Amen. That was to the disciples but not to the Pharisees. So you can be in church and you are a Pharisee. It all became on the state of your heart. One of the shocking things I saw when I read the gospel about the Pharisees, everything they did was not a mystery, but that particular one was something I couldn't handle. That Lazarus has died for four days. Jesus has walked to the cemetery and raised a rotten body. He spoke to the body that was with Margot. The Margot left. Life came to the body. It came out. They gathered as a Sahindri, and this is what they said. The man does many miracles. And if we allow him to live, it means that they want to kill him for the miracles instead of celebrating it. That didn't even shock me. They say that because Lazarus to us attracted Torrid's attention. Because a lot of people didn't only come to see Jesus. John said that. They also came to see the guy who died for four days. And they were asking, I'm sure they were asking questions. So what happened? Where did you go? The Pharisees said that we should kill both Jesus and Lazarus. So when your heart is hurting, hurting, what you're supposed to celebrate, you want to kill it. If you're a pastor, listen to me. Never give attention to people who don't celebrate what you preach. Don't worry yourself about them. Listen, they will stress you and kill you. You have to be mature to understand what I'm talking about. Never give attention to a people. You can't sack them from church, but deal with them as if they are not part of the church. 
that you don't need you don't need to you don't even need to spend time for them and let me tell you that is doing that is stupidity to come to church and listen to a man you don't love and you don't like but you put yourself under a curse so make sure where you go you don't have anything in your heart against the person preaching in the spirit realm you are digging your grave You come to church, the man finished preaching, you go and gather with other people, you start talking about what you don't like about the preaching. And meanwhile, you have not preached before. <laughs> so you don't know what it is. Now, all this, Jesus says, hard in heart. But blessed are your ears for they see and your, your, and your, your eyes they see and your ears they can hear. Now let's go to the next point. For verily I say unto you, I've not still started my message. Yes, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see. You see, Jesus has not even gone to the Things were seen, but they couldn't see them. Jump to the next point. That's not what I'm looking for. Hmm. Here is therefore the parable of the sower. So now he's going to explain the parable. All the long talk and everything is about now to explain the parable. Listen, let me say this before I continue. This year, believe God by any strength you can gather from the inside of you that nobody will offend you. That does not mean they can't offend you. They will offend you, but don't get offended. Let me put it a better way. Jesus has offenses to come. And don't look far. It can be a husband, wife, make sure you are not. How? What can I do not to be offended? Live above it. Rise above it. How do you do that? By maturity. How do I mature? Walking in the fruit of the spirit. Not just by speaking in tongues. The hours you speak in tongues does not guarantee your maturity. Amen. Let's hear the parable now. Then I can start my message. (laughs) When anyone hears the word of God. Like I'm doing now. And understand it not. So there are two things. It's not enough to sit in church and hear the word. You must understand the word. So this thing that he preached, my understanding is that she's trying to grow my faith. This thing that he preached, my understanding is that this character in me, I must change. If you get up and say, what is it? And those you don't say it with this physical mouth. You say it in the mouth inside. You're and now for some Kwani preacher, and I'm Kwani, I was sorry. They be a holy, holy, holy. One can say, holy. Understanding is gone. I was almost going to ask you, have you done it before? But it will be difficult to lift your hands, so let's leave it for where it is. <laughs> when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, yeah? also, do you know the people have been offended in church than any other thing? So as a result of those things that they put out there, pastors fighting one another, it has, it has directed some people's path to hell. They don't see the need why they have to be born again. Because now, unbelievers are trying to judge the church. Now let me tell you something to understand. We are not going to heaven because we are perfect. You can live, there are people 
who live discipline better lives without Christ than some of us who are in Christ. But it does not mean they will go to heaven. We are going to heaven not because we are perfect. We are going to heaven because we have Jesus. Yeah. Bottom line. So if you are judging us by our weakness and our shortfall, you are making a mistake. He does it to make the weak Christian backslide or become more weaker and prevent the sinner from coming to Christ. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, life does not end at death. Death is not the end of life. Life continues after death. Whether you believe in Christ or you don't believe in, life will continue. The decision you make here determines where you go. Period. <laughs> Do you know the people in here, their punishment has not started? Do you know that it has not started? Let me show you something. Hmm. You read the Bible, I read. Huh? I should tell you where. I'm glad you told me. Okay. Then Satan will be bound and cast into the lake of fire at the bottomless pit. So the lake of fire there. It is when Satan is cast there that those who follow him will be cast with him. If you are ahead of a group and arrest come, that is why in the Old Testament, when they go to war, once you arrest the king, you have won the battle. So the punishment starts with Agag before the rest. Are you getting it? If the devil is not there, then his followers cannot. So nobody can tell. This one is not for baby Christians. I'm trying to lift you a little bit. Huh? But then they will cast him into the bottomless pit. The reason is because hell was not prepared for man. That is why some people can have revelation here. They will go to hell like in it hugging them. And God also picked them and bring them to heaven. Are you getting what I'm talking about? They saw the fire. They saw people. But the rare bottomless pit and the fire. It's a sign that Jesus is going to cast the devil there. When he gets there, then you, because anyone that is with Christ is the same spirit with Christ. So when you are one, one with the devil, you are the same one with the devil. Anyone who has the spirit of Christ is one with Christ. So anyone who has the spirit of the devil is one with the devil. When you join with the devil, then you go where he goes. Satan is here to cast into the bottomless pit. Hey. If you go, if you commit a crime, and they lock you in cell, it does not mean you are in prison. It's a process. Remind is not prison. It's a process to go to prison. That means that a remind is a temporary place. You have to be sentenced, they will take you to prison. And when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then come the wicked one and catch away that which was sown in his heart. This, this is it. Yesterday, let me show you an example of a hardened heart. A lady sent me an email. The husband came from the office and said that uh, he was not feeling well, so they tried to treat him, treat him, then later he tested positive for coronavirus. So they say coronavirus. They say no, then bring your wife and your children immediately. The woman has to go and do that. So he took communion that he, I think he picked from the altar here 
and took the communion. I don't know whether the person is in Ghana or wherever he sent me. Took the communion. Then he gave the communion to all his children. All of them went to do the test negative. Now listen. But he said, every time we are taking communion, my husband will be laughing at us. He doesn't believe anything. Are you getting it? And he added something that shocked me. He said that I could feel his hardness of heart. He was marvel. Doctors were marvel about the fact that the, the kind of COVID he had, it is fast spreading. So they expected everybody to test positive. But they took the communion, went to do the test, and all of them came negative. Yeah. In fact, listen, one of the child who had the same symptom as the father, who took the communion, tested negative. But the father doesn't believe. So unbelief is equivalent to hardness of heart. Listen, when I talk about unbelief, I'm not talking about the fact that you don't have faith. Living a sinful life is unbelief. The reason you have a boyfriend is still sleeping with you is that you don't believe the gospel we are preaching. Bottom line. The reason you want to divorce your husband who has not done you anything is because your heart is hardened. The reason you are in church, you are in church, tongue talking born again girl, who want to marry an unbeliever is your heart. Does it look like you? Hmm? It's difficult to say yes, but let's stay there. Jesus said that when you want, anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, then who comes? The wicked one comes and catch it away. Let, let me read it from the New Living Translation. You'll get it. It will come out better. Then I, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom. And don't understand. Then the evil one comes and snatch away the seed that was planted in his heart. So, anytime you come to church and we are preaching, we are sowing seed. Why does it come because as a seed? Because you can only get a harvest when you have sown a seed. So, when I sow the seed of a message of multiplication, it will yield the harvest of multiplication. Amen. But the Bible said the devil has a tendency to come to your heart. That means that some people, by the time we share the benediction, Satan come and say, eh? have you seen the way they suck? Have you seen them drawing petrol with a tube? Eh? And you see the petrol is coming. So some of you, Satan just put the thing on your heart and suck the word. I'm not the one saying it's there. It's there. So the word is gone. It means that you came to church, you spent time, but because of the state of your heart, you get out and your life does not change. You have heard about tithing, but if you never pay one. That word, that's supposed to let you pay tithe. That is what David say. The reason I don't sin is I've hid your word in my heart. If the word is not there, sin is inevitable. That means that when you come in contact with a beautiful woman in a hotel or, you, or in your car, what you let you not sleep with her is not tongues. Stop speaking the tongues. The tongues you even let you do it fast. Now, some of you remember, you were speaking the tongue, but they were squeeze, squeezing you. Until the tongues became low, 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 and then you finish what you are doing. What you save you is not tongues. The tongues can only work when it's based on the word. It means that if a thought came to my mind that sleep with this girl, the only way I cannot be able to do that is that 
a word that is already planted that will say that flee fornication. A word that will say be holy because I'm holy. A word that will say you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. A word that will say that hey, anyone that sin with a prostitute is one with a prostitute. There should be enough word inside you to redraw you and kill the feeling And the imagination of you beginning to remove a brazier. You better don't say, hey, keep quiet, there's what I can preach. Because you know what I'm talking about. So listen. Be careful with so-called pastors and prophets who have gift but not knowledge. You are not safe. Whether you are somebody's wife, president's wife, I don't care. To come around any believer who can pray but doesn't have word inside them. That's it. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. So, some of you, when the word comes, the Bible said the enemy, the evil one, the King James used the word, the, the, the enemy. This one said the evil one comes and snatches away the word. So, one of the assignments of the devil in church is to snatch word. Uh, he, he comes with his tester. His equipment is a small kind of screwdriver that electricians use to test which, ones, which wire has life inside. When you touch the wire and you see the light comes, so it means it has life. So, he tests when he test this one, no power. He say, ah, my nano. Test this one. I saw by a dim. Power is Test this one. Ka, dim. Test another one. Most light, not bright. He said, hey, So, he knows everybody's level. He knows. <laughs> No substitute for it. Amen. There is no believer without a failing. Everybody has a failing. Everybody. Everybody here. Look at your neighbor and say, I have failing. And tell them, my feelings are dangerous. But I'm loaded with the word. That is why you cannot see. Have I lost you? Okay, let's see the next heart. So, the first heart, the enemy come and steal the word. That is a group. And Jesus described that as what? The rock ones, eh? Was it the rock? Huh? Wayside. That's wayside. So, wayside Christians are those who come to church. They hear the word. The Bible said, the seed that fell on the footpath, that is wayside. Represent. So, he was saying that to represent something. It represents those who hear the message of the kingdom. Some of you have heard preaching, but not kingdom. And sometimes, democratic dispensation makes it difficult for you to understand kingdom. Because in the kingdom, we don't vote. 
So many of you are sitting in church, eh? you don't understand even the kingdom business. Because you'll be everything you vote. <laughs> the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't, don't understand. The question, what makes them don't understand? Number one, it's possible they are not prayerful. Yeah. Number two, it's possible that they've lifted their problems above who come there. That's another message we have to preach. What are the symptoms of people in church without understanding? We'll talk about that next time. Let's go to the next heart. Amen. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it. Now let's show, let's draw some difference here. The first one did not, without understanding, did not even receive the word. Those are the people I was talking about. Instead of getting blood, the word offended them. Guard your heart. Oh. Yeah. The Bible said that the heart is desperately wicked. And the Bible also says it's very deceptive. Lot of women, their heart has deceived them. They thought the guy is a marriage material. There are people sitting in church, they've regretted, but they can't talk. They've covered Ando Yomo Ayeye, Ando Yomo Ayeye, Oyo, 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 Obosan, you say, why frustrated? Big time. The Lord delivers us from all this force. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it. So they get back from church excited. Wow. Tell it today, Daddy preached faith and I love. Hey, what a word. They've received the word. Now, watch this. <laughs> But since they don't have depth to root, it means that the word came, it fell on the soil, but because of the rock and it, depth to root. What is depth to root? Lack of understanding. Now we have come to depth to root. One day will dissect all the things that prevent the word from settling. Depth to root. Now come to the King James Version. I will come to the New Living Translation again on this one. Yet have he not root in himself? root in himself root in himself so to sit in church for the word to benefit you you must have a spiritual root what is that root we are talking about foundation back to new living translation hey can i preach my message today but since they don't have depth root they don't last long so the word they received couldn't last that means that the reason your faith has died is because there is a faith message I preach. You started working by faith, but it didn't last. That is the, the power of the Holy Spirit that back a word of God that has entered your heart and gave the word longevity. They don't last long. They fell away as soon as they have what? Or are what? Come back to the King James and watch something. So, he's giving you the key why the word didn't last. Huh? Yet, he has no root in himself, but endure for a while. For when tribulation, persecution arise because of the word. So, it means that I can preach the word of prosperity to you, girl. And the word will bring you prosperity. But after you are prosperous, you'll be persecuted. And when the persecution comes and you don't have root, you get offended. And offense make the devil stay. 
come back to the New Living Translation. But since they don't have deep root, it's not enough for you to have, the root must be what? Deep. They don't last long. They fell away as soon as they have problems. Problems. What has wrong the problem? Marital problems. Financial problems. Academic problems. Family problems. Unnecessary pressure and delay. The Bible called problem, and a problem is a problem. So if you don't have root, problems that comes with life, coronavirus era problems. The Bible says when problems, as soon as they have a problem or are persecuted for believing God's word, so your carnal husband started fighting you for coming to church. Persecuted for believing God's word. This is a generation that, <laughs> that has made evil look like good and good like evil. So sometimes when you are growing up in the midst of people and you don't drink like them, something is wrong with you. They don't know why you are going out with this guy, but you don't want the guy to sleep with you. Are you mad? <laughs> so you are being persecuted for believing the word. Because the word says you must not commit fornication. But the worldly system says commit. Are you the only woman? What are the purpose of friendship? Guys want to sleep. <laughs> you are going to lose him. And when you lose him, you are not going to get any guy like that. How much does it cost you? How long does it take? And because you don't have the word, the devil say, stop paid care. You see how long you pray before this guy came? That's because of one minute thing. You want to lose him? Foolish care. Go and do it. In fact, don't wait for him to come chase him. And because you don't have word. You think all the thoughts that came to your mind is God? No. How do you differentiate the thought of God and the thought of the devil? Word. Hmm? So if I'm driving, I give a young lady lift and the Lord says, nice girl. Just tell her that. Uh, and if you hear a thought say, don't you think it's nice? Won't he be a good girlfriend? Eh? I said, oh, thank you, Jesus, for speaking. <laughs> no, because you don't know the word, anything goes. Watch this. That's what you're not going to see. You don't even know that it's a sin. No, watch this. But since they don't have deep root, they don't last long, they fell away as soon as they have problems. All are persecuted for believing God's word. Okay, let's keep going. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by worries. Hey! Of this life and the law of wealth. Come back to King James before we read this one. King James. He also that receives seed among tongues is he that hear the word 
And the curse of this world, what is the curse of this world? 2002, what new car will I drive? What dresses will I wear? Can I finish this business? Can I? Hey, it is just food, clothes, and shelter. You are not supposed to be worried because the best of the earth, they have no parents. But your heavenly father take care of them. He also that received the seed among tongues. He see that here the word. And the curse of this also for that is the problem. This the curse. People have money in bank, but they are dying for care. Businesses. Millions of dollars. But they are afraid of something that they feel is going down. A man's life does not depend on the abundance of the things he possesses. Jesus said that. The curse of this life. When will I marry? Will I have a child? Manufacture it. The one that will give you the chance, say, be careful for nothing. Leave it for me. It's not your business. That is, that is a realm beyond you. You wake up in the morning, you are breathing, you are not in hospital. Thank me. And that is why you have become mean, cantankerous, and antagonistic. Because of the curse of this world, you are not enjoyable. Fellowship with you is stress. Curse of this world. This is what the Bible is talking about. Curse of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. No. Deceitfulness of riches. What is that? As if your life depends on how much money you have. Deceitfulness of riches. People under pressure. Some have died. Look at hypertension in our generation. High blood pressure. Thinking beyond your imagination. You have carried cares that Jesus is supposed to carry. Cares and deceitfulness of these riches has made some young girls in a choir lost their virginity for iPhone 13 Pro. Cares. He must also hold some for them to know that he has a latest phone. What does he do? I don't care the phone you hold. When somebody called you, the message doesn't change. Yes. Also, I wish that when you are following a new phone, I call you and I start speaking to you, it comes to your phone Latin. Cares of this way. Cares. Cares. Some of you that are sitting here with your faces like that, care. Do you know why you cannot fast the cares of this way? Pressure. You are under pressure. And the pressure has to do with what you eat tomorrow. Which you are not in control. A lot of people in church, they are not living for today, they are living in tomorrow. What a tragedy in life. Jesus is sufficient for the day is evil thereof. Some of you are living in t- tomorrow. All your life is tomorrow. Hey, tomorrow. I have a vision for t- there's nothing wrong to have a vision. Listen, I say yesterday is a grief. Today is a womb. Tomorrow is in the hands of God. Don't stay in a grave. Stay in a womb. Once you are in a womb, somebody will push you out. 
So what do you mean by yesterday is a grave? There are two, there are three kinds of people here. There are people who are living today. That's a blessing. There are people who are living yesterday. So all their life, imagination is a mistake they make in the past. It means that you are living in the past. I wish I didn't sleep with this guy. You slept. I wish I didn't steal the money. You stole it. I wish I didn't say this. You said this. So congratulate yourself. And move on. It's not you. There is a first class apostle in the Bible. His name is Paul. He said, that's one thing I do. I don't count myself to have apprehended. It means I don't consider myself as if I've arrived. That's one thing I do. Forgotten about those things that are behind me. I press towards the mark of a high calling. You and your wife fought. You fought last three weeks. Every statement, you bring it out. You see, so your life, you are living in the past. Hear this. This is the danger of living in the past. If you don't walk out of your Egypt, you will never get to your Cana. Let's say, the greatest enemy to the future is the past. Nobody lives in the past and succeed. And the most dangerous are those who are living in the future. Their life is not today. What will I eat tomorrow? What will I drive tomorrow? They are sitting in one car thinking about the one they will drive tomorrow. I've seen people worry and die until useless people come and enjoy their labor. Hey, you marry a man. You never expected that to happen. You are started being womanizing and chasing other women. You are sitting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The moment you see the car, Papa, then what's that? Where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? Where are you? Ca- Remove your trousers. <laughs> Gynecologist. For what? To examine you where you are coming from. Hey. Unfortunately, for let me tell you, she's coming from where you are thinking. But after that, he showered. <laughs> so if you, if you, you won't see anything, you are just wasting your time. Amen. Protrude your mouth above your nose. And then, before you go to hospital, doctor say, Oh, what is going on? You have high blood pressure. They put you on tablets. The day you took the first dose, that day he came 1 p.m., 1 a.m. Then the doctor said, I have to increase the dose. Because I don't know what is going on. Now you are over 90 something. And then that day, he didn't come at all. He came in the morning. Good morning. Why are you coming now? Oh, there was some extra work in the office. Hmm. Oh. And then you collapse. And died. Let me tell you what. Now you have died. Let me tell you what is happening. Listen, I want to tell you what is happening at your graveyard after you have died. Now that you are dead, let me tell you. Mm. Your husband that was st- st- 
stupidly misbehaving. It's now pretending he's the latest uh, uh, sudden widower on earth. Hey, how will I live? How will I live without you? Then the girls that you die because of them. After the, uh, I'm, I'm describing your death. After you die, then one of them will you want some lice soup today? Oh, now some a boy no real lice soup. And whilst he's drinking the lice soup, the girl with the lice soup is now spoon feeding him. There is a culture that says that when you lose your spouse, some people you have to stay for one year. Some people they stay for three days. The deceitfulness of riches. Oh, also for the scripture cannot lie. I can tell your attitude towards God by the way your business is going down. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. So you can easily tell. Don't tell they are good Christians until crisis come. Then you can validate it. What is the cause of all these things I'm talking about? The deceitfulness of riches choked the way and it became unfruitful. So you were supposed to be fruitful. But because of deceitfulness of this word, curse, anxiety, apprehension, sleepless night, nice bed, orthopedic, oh, massaging mattress. You pluck it, you still cannot sleep. The word of God. If it doesn't change you, nothing can change you. Don't disturb yourself, anybody who reject the word and want counsel from you. But he that received the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word. Understand it. And understand it. Which also bear fruit and bring forth some hundred, some sixty. So they became born again. Hey, six months time, you see them committed. They don't mix every meeting. They are always in every fasting program. Five days dry, they will do it. And they are always praying. And you see them, before you know, ah, they bought a small car. They started a small business. You see their life taking an ascendancy. They keep going. The Bible calls it line upon line, precept upon precept. Here, yeah, little, you see them moving from grace to grace. Suddenly, some guy proposed to them. They married them. You see them enjoying marriage. Everything is just moving on. Huh? They understand the way. They came to church. Nobody offended them. Do you know why you have stopped coming to church? The word doesn't have root. Huh? If you don't have root in you, you will live your life by people's dreams and visions, which is one of the demonic strategies of the enemy. Then you are running. Then you start speaking in tongues. Then you are afraid. Hey, hey, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. What does the Bible say about death? Number one, death is God's enemy. So death is not from God. The last enemy God will destroy is death. Am I correct? Oh, death, what is that sting? Oh, grave, what is that injury? What does God say about your life? With long life. So listen, long life is a choice. You choose to live long. God cannot even force it on you. Are you getting it? 
So don't live your life for people and be matured enough that when you even have a dream that somebody has died, it doesn't mean the person is going to die. Keep it to yourself and pray. The fact that you say it and they come to pass and say, uh-huh, I told you, that's not make you a prophet. You are a doomed prophet. Because prophecy is for exhortation and edification and comfort. Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you. You cannot hear the word sift and be angry. It means that the depth and the details of the attack, Jesus didn't explain it. He prayed. Don't live your life on people's dreams. And let me tell you something. The fact that you dream does not mean it's from God. There are three kinds of dreams. Anytime you dream, it's meant to be in this three contest. Every dream is in this three contest. There's something we call God speaking to you in a dream. Biblical. The de- because the devil can create a counterfeit version of God, he can also speak to you in a dream. The third one is anxiety. Or things you imagine. Ah, so it's not that you, you had a dream and you were, you were wedding Jackie. You just imagine. So you look at this girl walking. I, 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 I want to marry a cute, slim girl like this. Also die. We say you had a dream. Your roof has removed and Gina is coming, 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 coming. It is not because you have not even told her you marry her. He has not accepted that he loves you. The anxiety of the things you think you have taken it to dream. Don't come and tell us it's a prophecy. What is another one? Let me deal, today. Let me let me deal with you some more. The other one that's walking around looking for interpretation. Uh, daddy, I had a dream. A crocodile was chasing me. What do you think? Now listen. When God gives you a dream, He will give you the interpretation. Number two, all the people that need interpretation of dream, they were not under covenant. That means they have no relationship with God. Nebuchadnezzar, he's not under covenant. But he says that he's not under covenant. Pharaoh is not under covenant. Hello? Wow. But Joseph saw in a dream, take baby Jesus and run to Egypt. It is not in his plan, but he didn't look for a prophet. She woke up, and because he's from God, he knew what to do. So if you are filled with the Holy Ghost and God gives you a God, God is not the altar of confusion. So if God gives you a dream, hey, Solomon had a dream and God has walked to me and said, ask me what I can give to you, Harold. Solomon answered God in the dream and said, give me wisdom. If it's from God, if he was to asleep, you will not be confused. Joseph had a dream that the stars and the moon were barry. It ended him in prison. Did they cancel the dream? No. There are dreams that don't need interpretation. There are dreams. Eh? God said, Pharaoh wants to kill baby Jesus. But he made a plan of escape. So you don't even need to pray. The God that saw the attack also said, go to Egypt. If you die, Jesus, you stay in Israel. So most of you, eh, the problem is not the interpretation, the obedient aspect. 
that is where you are failing because there is something about the dream that you must obey you are the dream give your car to prophet Anna. so the problem is not the dream there is something god wants to do but your heart in heart doesn't want you to respond oh what about a dream that is demonic we can stand in authority of the name of jesus and bind the devil I forbid you from this thing. This discomfort is not from God. This thing that I saw is not from God. I cancel your activity. I have authority to tread upon serpent and scorpions. And whatever you are planning, I cancel it by the blood of Jesus. And believe in your prayer and your authority. And leave it there. And listen. Listen. Don't spread your bad news. The more you spread, the more the devil knows you are afraid. He said, I had a dream. When I had a dream, an elephant was pressing my stomach. Then he come, come here. Did I tell you my dream yesterday? Elephant was pressing my stomach. The devil said, oh, the way you are talking about it. So, it's not everything you see in the spirit that you voice it natural. When you voice it natural, you have planted and watering it. You have planted it and you are now watering it. Stand on the word. Steady the word. Meditate on the word. Can I tell you the problem of this generation? Huh? Can I tell you? You despise prophecy. Most of you despise. There are times I come to church and God will show me something in my prayer. When I come and say, don't say it, they will despise it. Do you know the prophetic word I carry here and I send it back? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20. I want them to see it on the screen. Everybody read it. Go to the New Living Translation. Watch this. It's going to talk about don't scoff. What does the Bible say? But the one that blew my mind, girl, is the Amplify version. Shine your eyes. Look at Amplify. Do not spam the gift and utterance of the prophet. Do not spam the gift and the utterance of the prophet. Do not depreciate prophetic revelations. Nor despise, inspire instruction or exhortation or warning. This is what the charismatic Pentecostal church is doing. I'm telling you that the people explaining the gift, they don't know how the gift operates. So if you want to understand something, go to the specialist. So there are sickness here. The reason they transfer you to Kalebu is that they want a specialist to handle it. The one you want is a general practitioner. Let me put it in a better context. But there is a specialist. So there are bone specialists. There are no specialists. They, they are pediatricians. So the one that can explain prophetic gifts well is the prophet. Not the pastor. She will study from book and preaching. But the practical aspect. What an F is a woman, a man trying to explain the pain in delivery. My topic is the pain you experience in delivery. When a woman starts start with contrasting and the pain you're feeling from your husband and a man is teaching it. No matter how you preach it, it's not like living with them in a room. Marriage is a school without graduation. And you can't tell the syllables every day. Apostle Peter who married Said, dwell with them according to knowledge. It means I go to university in the spirit to marry a woman. Have knowledge. There is Lord. Do you know why 
That is why it is the only institution that. Do you know why you can't graduate? Do you know one of the practical key about God hate divorce? They give you the certificate before you start. Normally, certificate is given when you finish. But this one, it means I never graduate. They give you certificate, you are graduating where again. Once you get certificate, that is a graduation ceremony. So stay inside. It is only institution they give you certificate on day one. All the other one they give you at the last day. If God tells you to marry three different, marry this one one month. Let me say one, two years. Marry this one two years. Marry this one two years. <laughs> First degree, masters. Doctorate, PhD. It means that the knowledge you need to ma- do you know why God hates divorce? The reason is because the second one you have to go and take, you need God's grace to still survive. There is something Paul will say. He spoke about diversities of gift, but differences of administration. So the oppression and the administration is not the same. You can administer it, but you have not operated it. It means that there are several times I have gone to a place, I pick people sharp, and my wife asks me, so how do you know? He has talked about those things. I can't explain. The only way can, he can explain to it unless he develops the gift. I can't explain. If I mention something about you and another person is sitting down and say, how did it happen? I can't explain. I want to ask you a question. The Syrian army and the Syrian president is strategizing to go and fight Israel. When he put, at that time, it's one of the best armies at that time. He will strategize and the thing will not work. Because it's not enough to be an army. You must know the weakness of your enemy. So America cannot just carry ammunition to go to Iraq. They must know the strength of the Iraqi army before they go there. Then the Syrian army called a meeting with his bosses and said, Hey, there is a lapel here. And I want that person to be exposed now. Who amongst us is revealing secret to the Israel army? One of them said, No, sir, nobody. We are very loyal. There is a prophet there. And this is what the man said. From the rumor and our intelligence, our, our intelligence as a nation, the intelligence said that the things you speak in your bedroom, they hear it. So the army said, then to win that, let's go and capture the prophet. So Elisha was sleeping one day, he wake up, and his servant was Gehazi, I'm sure. Gehazi went out and saw that there was army surrounding their house. But it's like, he was expecting the boss to say let's pray or bind or call fire the man was cool drinking coffee and some orange juice he said sir can you see don't you care we die he said you were who he said relax everything is fine he said sir everything is not fine peep through the window have you seen the soldiers there they come to capture us then he prayed prayer. I said lord open his eyes when he prayed the prayer Behind the army was another chariot of fire standing there. I want to ask you a question. Were they there before the Syrian army came? Or when the Syrian army came, it's when they arrived. Whichever be your answer. They were there. 
So watch this. Hmm? Do you know what God wants to teach us? No. I may not necessarily open your eye to see your spiritual bodyguard, but believe it. So don't walk around and be threatened by death and this and memory and death. Amen. If you are an African, I have left the map. And you are from West Africa, I have left that place. And you are a Ghanaian. And you come from Volta region, Asante region, Western region, Bro Ahafo region, especially Domahin group. Goma Jema. All of us here, our problems are altars. What is an altar? An altar is a place where humanity meets divinity. An altar is a place of spiritual authorization. Somebody say altar. Mm. It's a place of spiritual sacrifice. Spiritual sacrifice. An altar is a place. <laughs> of contact with the spirit world so I, I wrote over 14 definitions of altars it's a place of what contact with spiritual world it's a place of communion with God or gods one is capital one is small so the communion the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the communion or the fellowship, kononia <clears throat> fellowship. Now hear this: an altar is a place of spiritual authorization. So authority is released from there. It's a place of initiation, activating, and establishment of covenant. Altar. Altar. It's a place where human beings meet with God. Altessa, Osofo, entry point of spirit into the earth. So when Jacob stand, they say, This is the gate of heaven. That means a portal is an entry point. So altars are entry point of spirits into the earth. So this place, eh, a supernatural power of the Holy Ghost can enter through this place and enter it. Now, once you mention the word altar, spirits are involved. The moment you hear altar, spirits are involved, both positive and negative, devil and God light and darkness so altars are once it's an altar spirits are involved whatever you see an altar spirits has been attracted whether positive or negative so that shrine in front of your hometown spirit has been attracted Amen. don't forget what i told you the devil cannot create it can only destroy if i raise an altar here sacrifice on it hmm? And go to where I'm going. And rains come. And uh, more prayer shows or more things like this. Bring me this one. Bring me the, the center table. Put it here. Give me more of these things. This is the way they do the altars. Thank you, my dear. I want to use your prayer show because that's where power is inside. Uh -huh. Don't take it from the rubber. Just give it to me. Uh -huh. Give it to me. So, what's this? So, Abraham arranged a stone like this mm? and raised an altar. Watch this. Genesis chapter 12. 
The Lord said, get ye out of your country, your kingdom, your father, wherever, and I go. Let's read verse number 6. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis what? Chapter what? Huh? Let's read verse 7 and 8 quickly. Give it to me. King James Version. Verse 6, 7, and 8. Abraham passed through. So Abraham. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham. Uh, and said unto, unto, thy, unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he built that what? Altar. Unto the Lord who appeared before him. So Abraham came back and said, Kai, something has happened here. He raised a stone and built an altar there. I'm going to show you the suffering from your background. I'm going to show you what is making you suffer. Then tomorrow, I'll go into details and then we'll pray. So Abraham built the altar. He was on his way somewhere. God has appeared. With time, when he finished, the altar get collapsed. Something happened. The stones. Everybody can kick the stone. Who did this thing here? And then they kicked the Huh? Something happened. This one, somebody threw the stone away. Something happened. Somebody said, ah, who came to do this thing here? Because it was a racer. But the man has already sacrificed. Abraham finished. He raised the altar. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And then he built an altar. Now look at verse number 8. Look at verse number 8. Watch this. And he removed from thence into a mountain on the east of where? Bethel. So the place was called Bethel, but he moved from Bethel to another place. What is the name of the place? Bethel. When you start reading from verse number 1, that's where Abraham called the place. So he removed from the place of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name. So he moved from where he built the altar. He got to another place called Bethel and built another altar there. So the, the reason they built the altar is that they want to meet God. Watch this. So People came to scatter the thing, but the spirit, the entry point, because of the sacrifice, something has stayed there. I'm going to show you the trouble in your family that is not changing. Why women are struggling to have children? Why there is a struggle? If we get the revelation, I give you the key. You can win every battle in a separate. Watch this. The stones have been cleared off. Hundred years after around his grandson is born he gave birth to isaac isaac gave birth to two boys the two boys were twins one of them took one of them best right so one wanted to kill his brother the father said i don't want to lose you i saw your brother you so want to kill run away go to your uncle go there genesis chapter Number 28, verse 10. Go to your uncle. I want to show you something. Genesis 28, verse 10. Huh? And Jacob went out of Bathsheba. Go to verse 1 direct. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of the Canaanite. Go there. Go to the place. Arise. Go to Pandanaram and to the house of Betue, thy mother's father, and take a wife from there. So Jacob is running away. He's going. The father was sending him away. Come to verse number 10. And Jacob went out of Bathsheba and went toward Haran. So he's running away. And in the course of running, let's continue reading. Let's continue. He lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. It means that it's getting night. And those say there was no streets like you can't travel in the bush in the night. So animal will eat you up. So he sat and he took off the stones of the place and put them for his pillow and lay down in the place. What happened there? And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set. Where exactly is he having this dream? Where exactly is he go this thing going on? Chapter number 19. And he called the name of the place he had encountered 
So when Abraham raised the altar over there, people scattered the altar, but the person didn't move. So the moment Jacob, his grandson, kneeled there, Kaduya, come to verse 10, let me read it again. Go to verse, and Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. Watch this. Watch it. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took off the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Every attack that is coming against your life. Listen, don't lift up your hand. Every attack. It is possible an author initiated it. I'm going to show you something. Keep going. Keep going. Huh? And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, angels of God ascending and descending on it. Wow. And behold, the Lord stood above it. So the ladder, God, God, angels were ascending and descending. But on top of the ladder, at the landing point, was the omnipotent God himself standing there. And behold, God stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of your father. The one that raised the altar here, Abraham. His father, Abraham, is the one that raised the altar. He made this portal here. Thy father Isaac and the God of Isaac, the land where he thou liest, to thee I will give thee. Genesis chapter 12. Let's go to verse number 4. Watch this. So Abraham departed. As the Lord has spoken unto him, and Lord went with him. Verse number five. Uh huh. And Abraham took Sarah his wife, and Lord his brother's son, and all their substance, and they had gathered, and the souls that God has given to them, uh, and had go into the land of Canaan, unto the land of Canaan. Verse number six. Watch this. And Abraham passed through the land unto the place called Sichem, unto the plain of Moreh, and the Canaanite was then in the land. What it is, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Unto thy seed I will give this land. Then he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Come back to Genesis 20, chapter 28 and, and come to where I left off. Genesis chapter 28, Genesis chapter 12, verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. The land when thou lies, I will give thee. It's not the same thing God told Abraham. I will give the land to you and to thy seed. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And this, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and to the and 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 in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Watch this. And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all the places where thou goest, and I will bring thee again unto this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken unto you. And Jacob awake out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew not. How did the Lord come to the place? Your grandfather lay an altar. So, how did the poverty come to your family? Your grandfather lay an altar. Watch this. I want to show you something. Watch this. I want to show you something. here, Girl. Balaam said, you really want me to curse them? Even if I pronounce the words, it don't work. If you really want the people to be cursed, there is something we have to do. Now, Mr. chapter 23, verse 29. Watch this. <laughs> this is the picture I'm going to be on. 
And Balaam said to Balak, Build me here seven altars. For me to curse Israel, build me here seven altars. And prepare me here seven bullocks and seven rams. It means that the curse cannot work without an altar. What altar is speaking against you? Once an altar is built there, if somebody doesn't have the insight and annihilate and wipe off the effect of the altar and its negativity, its operations continue. This is Balaam that is going to curse Israel. When Balaam came to see Balaam, he didn't he say, I know whoever you curse, I'll be cursed. Whoever you bless, I'll be blessed. But when he gets ready to curse, he say, For me to do this, build me seven altar. What is seven? A perfect number. Now watch this. The devil can only produce a counterfeit version of the original. If they walk around Jericho seven times and the wall came down, and Elijah ran seven times and the water appeared, then seven altars will curse this. That is why God intervened. When God saw the altars, he stepped into it. There is an altar that is speaking. And between now and Friday, that altar must be mute. Yeah. Your army doesn't look like you are the one. Yeah. An altar is a place of connection. It's a place of power. So you see, it's a place of connection. Balaam wants to connect her to power and release curses. Huh? So, that juju wouldn't have work until they prove they 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 enchant a religion from an altar. So you can be sitting in church, but your womb is on, on an altar. Unless we go there to bring it. Tomorrow I'll take it to familiar territory. You can be living in church, but your finances has been assigned to an altar. Somebody is about to step into his unending divine breakthrough because of this revelation. <laughs> what is the altar here? Oh, you see them come and dance here. It's a place of fellowship. An altar is a place of fellowship. Humanity means divinity. The greatest attack on your life is attack coming from an altar. Your prayer can't stop it. You must have the spiritual technology to launch a counter anti-missile defense mechanism. Can't handle it. If the battle is on an altar, you are wasting your time with your tongues. You must add other things to the tongues for the tongues to work. The first project we started here is that building there. Up to date, it's not completed. We have knocked it down. The altars of witchcraft, that is where it was. We didn't know. We are bypassing to build house of faith, house of prayer, house of redemption, jubilee tabernacle. That project is not completed. When I ask the Lord, why is it that we finish concrete, we cast premise concrete, the concrete become weak. Knock every concrete down. Then the Lord opened my eyes and showed me the territorial spirit on this place. They put their altar there. So don't go and start a building without destroying an altar. I didn't do that. 
We just walk around in an excitement and do it. We say the building is bigger, we can't roof it. No, the altar didn't permit us. Jubilee is bigger than that. We have roof it. We brought Aspasabe. We brought Esper. They said they can't. They've roofed something bigger. So there's a reason you can't complete the house. There is a reason you are in America, you can't get your documentation. Connect. I'm going to show you. I'm going to preach to you based on the word. If we don't knock the altar down, nothing wrong is in your womb. The altars are not trying to. When the baby comes, they will suck the blood. Until we decode and get into this thing, you will never have one million Ghana cities in your account. Some of you, the altar has knocked you a thousand. Some of you cannot go beyond 10,000. It's called spiritual embargo. You see a pastor start a church building. The 20 years, 25 years, the building cannot be completed. They didn't do what they are supposed to do. <laughs> this land out. Do you know what God told them? Do you know what God told them? Deuteronomy chapter 7, girl. God told them that don't deceive yourself to think you are strategists in battle. Mm-hmm. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee unto the land, whether thou goest to possess. So there are lands, and when you buy them, God must give you the grace to possess it. Mm-hmm. You will pay for it, but in the spirit, it's not yours. So litigation will be on it till you are 70. It's not your land. It has not been legally given to you. People are staying abroad for 30 years, no documentation. The altars of the land has not accepted them. And they don't know the technology to decode them. You can walk to a family, finish your wedding, and the family altars say, we don't need you. So, so for a lot of divorce are caused by authors. Tomorrow I'll show them. Mm. There is no explanation why you and this guy should divorce. You love yourself from on top of the bed to under the bed. What happened? <laughs> you can marry a woman who has been dedicated to an altar. So in bed in power, the guy finished the wedding trying to sleep with the guy in honeymoon. The guy carried her and hit her by the wall. That's right. And the male voice spoke and said, did I not tell you don't marry her? What happened there? In attempt of the mother looking for children, went to consult the juju. So the juju gave you the child. The, the devil cannot give child, but he took advantage on your ignorance. That God is going to give you the child because you have come to consult me. The day the child came, I have married the child. It's a place of spiritual authorization. Place of fellowship. I hear the voice of your brother's blood and the blood of Jesus that speaks. So an altar is a place where blood speaks. So blood cannot speak until it hit an altar. So when you hear a blood talking, it has landed on an altar. When the devil wants to destroy you, he takes blood and puts it on an altar and puts your name on it. Mm. If you don't have another counter altar that is higher than them, mm. sure, let me tell you something. The greatest mystery the Lord showed me is Leviathan's connection to altars. I have never preached it. Today it was revealed to me. Leviathan, the trusted demon after the devil, his connection to altars and his oppression on altars. And today God showed me it's Leviathan that brought coronavirus. It's a place where blood speaks and cries. The voice of the blood is determined from where you draw the blood. Okay. That means that when somebody wants to deal with you and put the blood of a goat, eh, it's not expensive as the blood is a sheep. But if you go and take the blood of a human being, mm. 
then the only blood you need is the blood of Jesus. Yes, and you must have the spiritual technology to know by revelation how to invoke. It's not by carnality. It's not because men don't see you. The altars has closed your face. That is why people can travel with their sons to come to altars for deliverance. When they get to the gate, they say they won't come. No. The devil knows where you'll be cast out. No. What cast out spirit is not your come out. Mm-hmm. There's only one person that can bring deliverance. His name is called the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus said. If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, the kingdom has come to you. So Holy Ghost, the Holy, it's only the Holy Ghost that's a demon caster. So when you say come out without the Holy Ghost, the demons will multiply. The way your husband has got a good wife but doesn't want to stay with the woman is an altar. And to him, you see what Abraham did. That's Open the portal to Jacob. Yen Ananum did some in the place of demons. So some of us come from families. Eh? What Abraham did, our own was satanic one. Mm. And watch this. Your great grandfather be eh? was carried from Africa as a slave and carried his ghost with him. And planted them in America. And because generations gone, the devil know you'll be born. Your grandfather has already gone to Takradi and planted or America. So when you landed, the authors know where you are coming from. The moment Jacob got there, the authors recognized that this guy's grandfather put this altar here. He's the one that invited the spirit from heaven to come and stay here. That became a porter. So Jacob said that God is in this place and I don't know. How did God come to stay there? Abraham called him. By God didn't tell him. God didn't tell him. He raised the altar himself. So once an altar is raised, it will attract one of the spirit. Light or darkness. Positive or negative. Depending on the intention of the person raising it. And the guy, no, no matter the amount of sex you give to him, he will still commit adultery right. because it's an altar. The thing is altar speaking. On Jane Humphrey, the difference between me and my family is I've separated myself from certain altars and I've cut it completely. Some of them are still inside, they don't know it. <laughs> and you, when the altars are in operation, which country you travel to is not important. They even love to deal with you there. If you don't, anything. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> anything you don't care will kill you. Yes, sir. How does a man's, somebody collapse? The person is unconscious. Doctors has declared the person. I mean, there's nothing we can do. Then the husband carried the person from the hospital. By revelation. It means that he respected the altar than the hospital doctors were. He was supposed to stay there till the wife dies. Mm. I said, no, mm. there's another power higher. Mm. And ran foolishly. It's called the stupidity of faith. Mm. And come back and lay the person at the altar. Nobody lay hands, nobody pray. The person check up. What happened? As a result of your fasting and prayer, consistency attracts spirits. Mm. 
So listen, girl. Still, still meat from the soup. The next day, then you steal bread. Then you steal money. Then you steal. So as a result of doing consistent, you attract the spirit of stealing. So spirit enter people after they do something repeatedly. So consistency attracts spirits. If you keep committing adultery, 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 now spirits will take over. If you keep praying, 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 praying in a particular place in your house, a porter will raise there. So when you stand there, a spirit of prayer comes upon you. If you pray with your prayer, show and pray, 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 the spirit acknowledges. And it attracts them. God doesn't live in heaven. Heaven is not for God. Where God is living is bigger than heaven. In the beginning, God created the heavens. You must have a place to create a new home. The one in heaven now is the man Jesus. Heaven is not for God, it's for, it's for men. So Jesus carries his blood there and lay it at the altar. Tomorrow I'll show you that the cross is an altar. I will show you that. Let me tell you something. Hmm? Based on what God has said on things, because altars come by invocation of words. That's, I'm going to tell you how altars are initiated. So the moment God said that, thy name shall no more be called Sarah, but Sarah, she has become an altar. From the top of her head to the soap of her feet, especially that that is going to produce children, eh? no man can touch that woman except the man designated for that woman. Because based on God's word, he has become an altar. So even Abraham make a mistake and gave birth with another woman that is not supposed to give birth with because of the altar. Because of the altar. As for Isaac, as for, as for Ishmael, she will not inherit you, but I will bless him because he came from you. Because the thing that slept with Hagar to give birth to him is an altar. That is what I tell you. And your baby, and your nene da. And I'm going to show you your problem. So, the altars on your family can wind you to a woman that is an altar. Because they know. They will your brain, you know, that is what it is. Interference in marriage, disturbances, something we raised in the past that we have not had the technology to, 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 to kind of wipe it off. That does not cancel the finished work of Christ at the cross of Calvary. Salvation is the starting point. But you can be born again and be poor till you die. You can be born again and suffer to heaven. And you can be born again and go to heaven like Abraham went. The altar thing is deep. Do you know the first person that taught altars? Adam. Who taught Cain and Abel to go and, and sacrifice? Both of them raised an altar. Their father was there before they came. They understand. Now listen, the instinct is so strong that even if your father doesn't teach you, something inside you feel like you have to do it. So Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. The moment the guy came out of the ark, Genesis 8.20, nobody has taught him. His father didn't teach him anything. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord. It's a place where humanity meets divinity. Yeah. So when you see them raise an altar, they want God to come. Amen. What is the cause of the poverty? 
The greatest godly author is the one that raised by Jesus Christ with his blood. Somebody say amen. amen. Judges chapter 6. Can you make rem na maku jinano? Kebet dele with in MP. Now 24 hours you see a sign. When you see, God showed me today that when you knock down an altar, the manifestation of the blessing comes with speed. So, so they say, this girl bombaye, she prays. Why is she going through? The technology is not there. The spiritual technology, it is not enough to be prayerful. And this message is purely for Africans and Ghanaians from Kukran to me. You cannot come from Kukran to where I come from and Jumapo and not understand all this. How did my grandfather have 58 children? Chapter 6, verse 6. Give me verse 6. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianite. So, what is the secret of poverty? Some of the poorest people are prayer warriors. Go there, but you must know the Bible call it now. Listen, the Bible says false balance is abomination. Until we are dealing with things we don't know. That is why I say that you cannot confront anything you have not identified. If you identify proper diagnosis, bring proper prescription. Nothing is dangerous that like you have fever. You have uh, typhoid, they are treating you with a uh, running nose. Before you know you are dead. Does it happen? So for people have go to, can go to hospital. The medicine they are giving them has nothing to do with the sickness they have. So they will tell you go to lab. Why are they going to lab? They want proper diagnosis. So the doctor has not diagnosed me that. What I have is typhoid. If you don't take it, they will give you are are. That's right. What is the cause of this poverty? Israel was really impoverished. Huh? The poverty has stricken all over the country. Everybody was poor. The media night doesn't want they have when they came to destroy it. Tomorrow I'll show you the scripture. So Israel will plant irrigation, farming, everything. They will do what they have to do. The media night shall come and clear it. Go to the next verse. Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianite. And it came to pass. When the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, because of the Midianite, they cry. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Watch this. And Gideon said unto him, Oh Lord, this is where the confusion comes. This is the voice of the new generation Christian. If the Lord be with us, why then are all these befalling us? If God is with us, why is the financial crisis? Why is the hardship? Why is the things we are going through? So the question is, why? Gideon, an angel is speaking to them and say, Why? <laughs> Now, after all the tumult, I'll take you to this. But by verse 22, God has brought the spiritual technology to deal with the poverty. Listen to the word God speak. <laughs> verse 22. And when, when Gideon perceived that it was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, oh God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, I might die. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not. Thou shalt not die. Who is speaking now? Let's see what God continued to say. Now he's going to bring the technology. And Gideon built an altar there. So the moment, these guys are didn't tell him when God told him that he built an altar there I am going to ask you a question by Friday where is your altar and I'm going to show you the reason you are struggling is that you don't have an altar 
And if you don't have an altar, the altar that is built for you to use, you are not using it. First Samuel chapter, first Samuel, where is this scripture? I think chapter 28. Let's read from verse number 4. Watch this. First Samuel chapter 28 verse 4. Watch this. First Samuel. And the Philistines gathered themselves together. Watch this girl. And came to pitch in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together and pitched in Geboah. So Saul was going to fight them. He's the president at that time. Watch what happened. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid. He was afraid. Why does false true prophets become false prophets? Why are we having all the problem with the false prophets? They must start as true prophets. What happened? At the point when they called God, God didn't come. Because they didn't have any altar to meet God. Watch this girl. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart, his heart greatly trembled. Now watch this. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams or not by urim or by prophets. So God shut off the heaven. Then when that prophet saw, he saw also among the prophet, saw that God doesn't speak. I must still find a way to hear. Look at the next one. Then Saul said unto his servant, Seek me a woman that has familiar spirit. Tomorrow I'll take you to family. Seek me a woman with a familiar spirit. Huh? That I may go to her and inquire of her. His servant said unto you, Behold, there is a woman that has a familiar spirit in Edom. God is not coming. Find me a familiar spirit. That is where they shifted from true prophets become false prophets. And they didn't want to pay the price to hear God. They wanted a shortcut. So familiar spirits start speaking to them. Today this person will die. Tomorrow this person will die. The next day this person will die. Everything is death, 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 death. Because when this man went to the familiar spirit, he was inquired. When the thing becomes accurate and speak, it doesn't mean it's from God. Look at how smart the devil is. Eh? At that time, eh? eh? <laughs> Saw disguise himself and put on other remnant. She went. How did he do that? Oh, what's awful. When the true prophet becomes a false prophet, it's dangerous. Do you know why Saul disguised himself? Saul came to power as a prophet and killed all people that are familiar spirit and who are witches. Now he's going to consult them. Let me show you the depths. Saul disguised himself and put on other remnant and went and he went and two women with him and they came to the woman by night and he said I pray thee divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring me him up who shall who I shall name unto you so go to the region of the dead and call me spirits That's right. the reason I know this is demonic is that so when the devil put on somebody's face to come and sleep with you it might not be the person and my mother sleep with me every time. And this person sleep with me every time. It's not a person. Saul said that, bring me anybody I'll call. Now watch this. Huh? The woman said unto him, remember the way he disguised himself. So the woman didn't know he was talking to the president. And the woman said unto him, behold, thou knowest what Saul had done. He is talking to the man that he is hiding from. How he has cut off those that are familiar spirits and, and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare of my life to cause me to die. So you people are trying to trap me. You want to come and find out whether I'm one of them, then you bring me to Saul to kill me. So Saul, the people he kill is not consulting. Mm. 
the most dangerous person that will lay hands on you is a backsliding prophet. It is difficult to bring, to, to bring you deliverance to just pray for you. We must put you at the altar. Watch this. And so swear to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Now, let's go to the text. Look at who they call. Huh? Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring unto thee? And he said, Bring me somewhere. So he warned at that time somewhere was dead. Now, listen. Tomorrow I will show you something. There is nothing like a ghost. Because one spirit enters a man, so one spirit can go. When that spirit goes, another spirit cannot replace. Any other replacing spirit is from the pit of hell. So ghost does not exist. When you die, your spirit goes to heaven. The spirit goes to heaven. They can still call. Don't you see you go to funeral? Yes, BBS, so spirit number. That's the demonstration of demon. That's it. He said, Call me somewhere. An outstanding prophet who's will never fall on the ground. A wizard cannot call that prophet. So the fact that they are speaking accurate as not me is God. They can give it a name. God can use my face as an angelic face to come and give you a dream and deliver you from something. But it's not me, it's an angel. But because you are used to my faith, you will yield to the faith in the spirit when you see my faith. Then see another face and doubt it. So something was going to strike you. Suddenly I appear and with a sword in my hand, the enemy scattered. He said, Daddy, I saw you in a dream and you came to fight for me. It's not me. The angels just use my faith because you are used to my face. Now that thing that I just explained to you, the devil can also use somebody's face. And he said unto the woman, whom shall I bring unto thee? And he said, bring me somewhere. Sure. spirit <laughs> That means that, what's the counterfeit version? If it is not strong, I'm going to show you how God said we should be prayerful. In two quarters, we went to the orphanage where we built. Auntie Baby said, I don't remember that story. He said he heard was paying him. One of the young boys said that he is a wizard and they took his head to go and play football. And to one month, we teach. African Cup of Nations, <laughs> Ghana versus uh, Algeria. Algeria. <laughs> no, any am happy on home. Also, not everybody sleep. There is something you people don't believe, but they call it in the West haunted house. So everybody doesn't live in the house. What is it? And the man went to rent the house and stayed there. She woke up in the morning. Eh? They were sleeping outside. Their mattress was outside. No, he said there was a conference. She woke up. She, she was sleeping there. And then he got up. He was going to wee-wee. When he came there, his hall, there were people wearing black sitting on his dining hall table. And they were having a conference. He told Adi was, was there. Physical. And all of them turned and looked at him. He couldn't see anything again. When he woke up, he was sleeping outside. The mattress and everything was outside. Physical. The, the security man was in the house. Master is not waking up. Oh. The man was outside. When a man and I, you go black out. Pen pipe. She said, I'm going to show you the disobedience you have done that caused you. You heard God kicking. Yeah? 
the most among the things Abraham did, the most dangerous one Abraham could have done. No wonder God swear was for Abraham refused to sacrifice Isaac. It was a test. You could have had the right to say, I won't do it. So when he tried, God said, now I know. You have passed this test. And I have to swear. And God has never sweared again after that. So there are people sitting in church. For them to enter their place of destiny, God will tell them, give this. Hmm. Between now and Friday, there's something you must do. I'm not the one going to tell you, the God of heaven will speak to you. Amen. <laughs> the dangerous giving is the one God commands you. Amen. Judges chapter 6, where did that read? Verse number 22, 23. When Gideon finished, eh? When Gideon perceived that he was an angel, he did it. Verse 23, look at what God did. God was going to show him how to come out of the poverty, 23. And the Lord said unto him, peace be unto you. The Lord is speaking. The next verse, verse number 24. <laughs> then Gideon built an altar there. That is where he knocked the poverty. Into a building altar and it attracted God to come there. The moment the altar was built, God came in verse 25. Watch this. <laughs> it came to pass that same night. So he built the altar in the funeral. That same night, the Lord told him, take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, throw down the altar of Ba. That is the secret of the poverty. Mm. Mm. So all the poverty in your background is, huh? I is you. It's You know May the Lord deliver and have cause somebody to have an encounter this night. I'm praying a prayer for you that we close. Well, and I anything you must see, may the Lord open your eyes to see. So when you see God punished without mercy, it's an idol worship. There is nobody in this room who doesn't come from such a background. Mm. This is the suffering of Africa. There is no explanation why we can make it. We have everything it takes to make it. But the authors are fighting. Our re and tokwa. Raising tokwa. You do the best. We are making even the worst question prayer the way these people pray if prayer works would they be here but i told them if if we are praying going through this what about if you stop praying somebody say if you think education is expensive try ignorance authors can come to play and take your shoe and when you learn they say you have mental problem bring you back authors Authors can make you force for visa and go to a country and suffer. That if you were to be in Ghana, your life could have been better. But the authors can push you. Not everybody. God told Isaac, don't go down to Egypt. There is a parable in the Bible. Eh? You call it the parable of the good Samaritan. A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, from a blessed to a cursed place. And he fell among thieves. The King James says, you went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem is a blessed place. Jericho is a cursed place. He moved from a blessed place to Jericho. Naomi left Jerusalem to the land of Moab. Lost his husband. Lost all his children. When you go where God has not sent you, who, which, what pushed you there? All this. 
Some of you have gone to marry in a family and as I complain, I don't know what my husband behaved like. You hear them talking. The same way he's treating me. That is the same way his senior brother also treats his wife. You are Kana. The way you have seen a prototype, it means that something is behind it. Altars. Prophetic utterance will lift the altars and send them to the sea. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Veld Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.